0: up in there. and um i'll um <clears throat> maybe i'll add an intro maybe i won't maybe we'll just go right into <laughs> it i am so excited to talk today with meredith harris how are you i'm good how are you uh, i'm very well and um, i know we've been trying to meet for a while now yeah you were on my show must have been about a month ago or two months ago
1: um i think it was almost two months Man. ago it's Time been a flies, while, right? doesn't it? it? Feels
0: literally like seventy-two hours ago. I know. So, um, so yeah. So I, I don't even know. I think I met. I I, I found out about you through Todd Dorham, who's yeah. been on the show a bunch. Mm-hmm. You're you're okay. So, like, just to give you a, a recap of sex, actually, this podcast started when I was single. Uh, I used to kind of bitch about this girl I liked, and then people <laughs> would give me some shitty advice. And then we started dating. That's Tasha. She co-hosts. So, no, it so she's out. yeah. So hey, so here we are, <laughs> three and a half years later. But uh, what's up with you? Where, uh, you're a New Yorker, right?
1: No, why, no. Why did I think you were a New Yorker? I, no idea. Uh, I'm originally from Austin, Texas. So oh, I was way significantly off. Significantly cooler <laughs> place. But yeah, Way You're from not Austin. Anywhere close? But yeah, I'm originally from Austin. Do you have family in New York,
0: or do I, Am I just thinking no, that? No, no. You just have New York persona. <laughs>
1: I think I'm a lot nicer than that.
0: Yeah, it's like, I don't know if that's a compliment. Like, you look like you're from New York. You look like you what swear What is that a lot. supposed
1: to mean? I
0: I thought we had an East Coast connection. So you're no, from Texas. I
1: am from Texas. Yeah, um, you might have thought because the week before our show, I was in New York.
0: That's it. Yeah. And I just assumed, oh, we got a New York chick. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Not, not from New York. Around. From
1: Texas. So um, I'm polite, occasionally. Not online. Um, no, not online.
0: So you've got <laughs> you've got a pretty good following. What would you yeah. What do you aggregate jokes or tell jokes? Um, what do you? T- what I, create... I I'm so, I'm so old, <laughs> by the way. I'm so old that I don't know what this is called. But so, go
1: for it, um, it kind of started out with my Instagram um, and Twitter. I just kind of started telling jokes on Twitter and making memes on Instagram, and it kind of snowballed from there. Um, I'm a little over sixty thousand followers on Instagram right now. Nice, um, and I. St- Started, I would say, May of 2016, I had under a 1,000. Really? So, yeah, just kind of organically. So where do they come from?
0: Please, all, tell me. All dark
1: corners of the internet. Yeah? Um. Well, you know, so I tell a lot of jokes about blowjobs, and sometimes I post cleavage pics. So I do the, the same the thing followers. and I don't, it doesn't work for me. Um, my so, boobs are a little bigger than yours. Bloat a
0: little bit. I got big tits for a guy. <laughs> True. I've got big tits. True. You're probably um, pushing like yeah, a
1: solid B. A cup. lot of,
0: oh yeah. I've done, I've done that thing that girls do where they, where they put their elbows together <laughs> or whatever. If, if you take away several chest hairs that I have, right. I haven't really hit puberty yet. I've got like what I would call good cleavage if I saw it on a girl. Oh, okay. Which well. goes to show how manipulated guys could become. Yes. Because I guarantee. But anyway, you know, yours are much bigger. Bra- yeah. To say that politely. Yeah. <laughs> so blow job. <laughs> so blow jobs and cleavage. That's it. Yeah. That's um, going to have to be the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> blow jobs and cleavage. That's Who wouldn't want to listen to blow that? Blowjobs jobs
1: and cleavage. I'm in the wrong yeah.
0: medium doing audio. <laughs> yeah. I really am. Yeah.
1: Blow jobs and cleavage. Which
0: Just so people... A <laughs> lot of times people like to listen and put a face or cleavage to the to the <laughs> voice. So what? what's your Instagram? So my people...
1: Instagram handle is the underscore Meredith. It's not even one of these silly, catchy names because it was my originally... Um, my personal Instagram. Right. I just had it for years and it just kind of took off. Um, and then as I started to get attention from larger Instagram accounts, like meme accounts, I kind of... Up to my content and started making more original content. See, dudes,
0: dudes do social media to meet girls. Yeah, so yeah. Do you meet guys on social media? It doesn't work both ways, does it?
1: Um, I have occasionally. For the most part, the dudes that DM me are like forty-six-year-old virgins in India nice that can't spell vagina properly
0: basically my verizon tech support
1: (laughs) yes yes they're they're all in my that's it so Um, is there
0: ever a guy that you're like oh shit i'd give mm -hmm. him a shot
1: occasionally and it's it's once in a blue moon it actually happens that a guy's in my dms and i look in his profile, I'm just like, oh shit, he's actually cute?
0: Okay. I just feel like it's hard for guys, like, I I remember my Tinder days, like, I just, it was easier to go to a bar and, like, use social skills than it was to, like, wow someone with a headshot.
1: The problem, um, for me personally, is that I don't have social skills, so the internet works a lot better for me.
0: You don't think so if, if but women don't need social skills true. and this true. is women just have to show up. Yeah. That's and fair. Uh, because that's tribally like men, men hunt mm-hmm. and then women just look I hate to say this. I mean, you, we want an interesting girl, but like men don't need a funny woman. Like our right. men, are men actually, uh, I, I, I know, I know for women listening, ah, fuck you. This. I, Cause whenever you generalize, <laughs> you're going to get make enemies, but it's really true. I mean, men like guys, have to be the strongest or the funniest or whatever to mm-hmm. like separate themselves the athlete the uh, whatever you right know, but girls just have to like got like i don't know like, like what be pretty i mean which we, i mean don't, don't, don't get me wrong like a dude will get tired of fucking a chick if it's just right. because of her looks like tasha like we we are like buddies
1: right we yeah fight,
0: we do all these but like we're like road trip um she's she's one of the like we can hang out and and that's so important yeah but are guys intimidated by your humor, by yeah. you bringing other things to the table?
1: Absolutely. I have gotten so many times um, guys kind of not really um, th- seeing me kind of as a novelty, being excited at first about going out or whatever, and then kind of quickly they move on to someone else or the next girl that I see that they date is somebody very um, cute, pretty, but not as much um, attitude and humor. Do you and think you're
0: challenging the guy?
1: Not intentionally, um, but I just kind of...
0: And that would be the wrong guy anyway. Oh, like, yeah, like exactly. That's exactly how I feel. You can't handle, that's, that's you exactly can't handle me can. at my worst. You don't deserve me at my best um, or Actually, I'm
1: moving. <laughs> that quote cracks me up so much that um, my friends and I made up our own version of that quote that yeah. I literally just started selling t-shirts of. What is it? If you can't handle me at my Coke binge, you don't deserve me at my juice cleanse
0: there you go hey the two sides (laughs) Mm -hmm. of uh of your millennial (laughs) millennial women yeah exactly funny like in our in today's society it's all extremes it's Mm -hmm. like like you were mentioning before we went on crossfit it's like it's like you want the smoothie you want to feel really good but you want the drug that fucks you up too right
1: exactly exactly i um
0: i ended my night last night with an edible and um i melted into the couch it was just amazing I just, I don't know why it took me 30 years to figure this shit out.
1: Yeah, I can only do edibles because I can't smoke because I have asthma.
0: Oh, there you go. Um, What about like vaping?
1: mm, No. Well. That's pretty clean. I'm not a virgin, so. There you go. I'm not really down for vaping. Yeah, vaping.
0: (laughs) This episode brought to you by my new vape pen. I, um, my mechanic gave me, I was complaining about my neck because I have a Mm -hmm. neck problem. My mechanic gave me, uh. Some, some like uh, Altoids, mm-hmm. and they're fucking amazing. Really? Yeah, they're like not be, because what I love about them it's like every single one is the same versus like a pot brown yeah, or something. You're never gonna, know. you just never know. You know, like I have these cookies, you have to have like a quarter of it, mm-hmm. and if you have like one crumb too many, you're fucking having a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and these, yeah, these Altoids, they're so good. I don't know, I don't even know what they're called, but if anyone's listening wants to send me weed Altoids. <laughs> Send I will, me some, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> shit. Do, you get shit, do you get shit sent to you?
1: Sometimes, yeah.
0: Uh, just um, dick pics or, like...
1: A lot of those. A lot of those. Um, I got um, a print set t- uh, sent to me that it looks like a Live, Laugh, Love sign, but it says Live, Laugh, Lube.
0: There you go. Um, That's that important. I got sent to
1: me, yeah. It's
0: always good to know. Um,
1: I got... I actually get um, this monthly subscription box sent to me um, of, like, weed accessories. Really? Which is really funny because I don't smoke, so I, like, give them to my roommate. Oh, nice. Um I've gotten sex toys sent to me.
0: <laughs> now, if a guy's like, hey, I want to send you something, do you give him your address? How I does that in work? I send him my Amazon wish list. Oh, that's smart. We most, should. I should do an Amazon wish list.
1: Oh my gosh. Most recent item I got sent from my wish list. Best gift I've ever received in my life. Guy Fieri one-piece bathing suit. I saw that. Suit. Yeah. I saw that photo. Yeah. That's,
0: that's, that was amazing. it's amazing. I love that your tits were on top of Guy Fieri's head.
1: Right. It makes it look like he has a brain tumor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <it's a giant laughs> brain. He probably does. Probably. your hair is where his, or your tits are where his nice fuck guy he gets a lot of shit but like I know hey he's it's just amazing. you know what he's standing out from the crowd and that's what you got to do in this androgynous world Is I'm trying to do that with this podcast stand out. <laughs> but I'm like you know what maybe it's just me maybe it's <laughs> no you know what I mean like maybe it's like less about standing out because you know we were talking about social media You're, mm-hmm. we're always trying to find a way to get more asses in the seat, whatever that means in any business. It's just more business for comedy. It's more asses in the seat for podcasts. It's more downloads. And it's like, in the end, I think the thing that I've find I've been finding out is just being truer to myself, Mm -hmm. not trying to be like anybody else. And Mm -hmm. then you just find the people that resonate with that.
1: That's absolutely kind of everything that I've done with all my social media presence and everything on my blog, all of that stuff has kind of come from. I was in a really long-term relationship, and then coming out of that, I sort of figured out who the fuck I was, and I was like, "I'm just gonna be this person and not give a shit and not try to be did try to fit into any." Mold.
0: Did you lose your identity in the relationship? Oh yeah. Okay, so let's, so let's start with that then. Uh, how long of a relationship was it? Six and a half years. Started in college. Started after college. After I was college. like
1: twenty-three, I guess. Okay. Somewhere
0: so there. so, was it marriage? <laughs> yeah, we got married. You got married. Mm-hmm. How, okay, got so married. how long did you date before he proposed? Because
1: so we I'm were on t- the
0: shot clock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we were together for probably about four years before he proposed. Okay. Somewhere in there. I'm at three and a half. Okay. Yeah, well, well then time's ticking. <laughs> do you
0: have any rings that you'd like to sell me? <laughs> I already, I already after sold they, mine. After they get divorced, I'm like, you got anything on the market? I can, I'll just say this. Diamonds are va- are crazily overpriced.
1: Yeah, don't fucking do diamonds. Right. That's I told Tasha, I was like,
0: what if we do like a two month vacation? We just travel the world. Don't
1: do diamonds. Like
0: it's, it's, it's not worth anything. No, it's, it's not, not a worth rock.
1: it. And just kind of a moral obligation. Um, the entire diamond trade in Africa is pretty fucked up with like child warriors and, and shit.
0: And diamonds are not feminist. No, it's a, it's a, no, it's a it was it's slavery. a slavery or branding. Yeah. I mean, sure. It can the ring can come off, but it's like, that's mine. Mm-hmm. I paid for it. Right. And like the guy doesn't get one. So it's like, it's not, I mean, the guy gets a wedding band, but who gives a fuck about the wedding bands? Right. Right. Like, that means nothing. Like, did your husband even have a wedding band? Yeah. I feel like, okay. okay yeah. I feel like most people don't even, it's like,
1: yeah, we had, um, my like engagement ring and was just like really, really basic and simple. Just like a solitaire and a skinny band. And that was it. And my wedding band was just a skinny rose gold band. You that know was he it.
0: was going to propose when he did.
1: Mm. I had an idea because we had talked about it before, but um, actually there was like a series of times when it was a perfect opportunity for him to propose and then he didn't. And so then um, on cr- a Christmas, I was like, all right, I'm ready. I think he got the ring and he's going to propose to me. And then he fucking bought me a blender for Christmas. <laughs> and I was so Was it at least a good mad. blender? I mean, it was like a decent okay, one, right. but like I was furious. I called my mom and I was like, Jason got me a fucking blender. Well,
0: so did you want to be <laughs> engaged because because cuz I always wonder this with women is it because it's the next step to show like solidarity and love or what is what is it other like if things are already going fine right what is it what is it
1: in this particular situation um I think that I just wanted us to get engaged and get married because we had been together for that long we had been to like six weddings that year of all of our friends. I just felt like that was like the next step we were supposed to make. It's a cult. Yeah, it was totally a cult. Um, and I don't and mean to sound
0: so negative about it. No,
1: I. But I could be married and still be like,
0: yeah, it's kind of culty. I How agree. It's like, oh, you're gonna love it. Blah blah blah. it's like all these emotions are brought into it and mm-hmm. liquor and 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 I mean, you're it's a good celebration. <laughs> right. Most weddings are amazing. I'm going to one on Sunday for. Or, yeah, next week for a, a good friend of mine. And yeah.
1: Weddings are fun as fuck. They're fun
0: as fuck. They're, <laughs> like, fun, they're so much more fun. I, I mean, I haven't marriage. gotten married, but I have to, <laughs> I have to imagine that being at a wedding and mm-hmm. not in the, in the party is mm-hmm. the best thing you can do. Absolutely. You're, you're there, you're taking advantage of all the fucking drinks and food mm-hmm. and you're not having to do anything anything
1: yes exactly it's it's an amazing the best free party you could ever go to
0: versus as a bride did you become bridezilla or how did no, it no
1: i wasn't too bad and we did a lot of diy stuff and i you know bargain hunted on a lot of things um i did a lot myself so i wasn't crazy about it and i kind of like i let my bridesmaids pick their own dresses and oh nice whatever so it wasn't too insane but in retrospect whenever we got engaged we should have broken up because it was one of those we were together, we cared about each other, we loved each other. Nothing was really wrong, but there wasn't anything like spectacular either.
0: Do you think that the engagement So you think you think you shouldn't have gotten engaged at all? You think that was the end of the relationship?
1: Um probably. 'Cause we were only we were only married, actually married for like six months.
0: Okay, so he so he he gets you the blender, he's down on his knee, handing you the gift, you open it, it's a blender. Well yeah, he gives how- me the
1: blender and then I was just like, fuck, okay. And I kinda like was a frosty box for like a couple of days. And then we were going to my mom's like or my grandmother's over the weekend and I was like so annoyed with him, didn't even want him to come. And I was like ready to break up with him. I was so close to just breaking up with him and then we get to my grandmother's house and then he like proposes in my grandma's kitchen in front of my whole family so i was like well all right
0: (laughs) so okay so instant yes
1: yeah yeah okay
0: this is great blah blah blah. i said yes that whole thing yeah and then posted it on
1: facebook yeah
0: and you get a you know i've always said this if you don't Mm -hmm. get a certain percentage of likes on yeah. your engagement photo, you should have to return the ring.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Like let the tribe decide.
1: Agree. I mean literally. don't get me
0: wrong, that will be engagement and then like the embryo photo, whatever it's called. <laughs>
1: What's it called? The ultra ultra ultrasound. <laughs> the, embryo.
0: <laughs> the embryo photo, that little noodle of a dick. Yeah. Those are the two times that if I don't get a thousand likes on right. either one of those, like, I don't, I have shitty friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's pretty like much. they they I could li- I could literally have like a, like a win Oscar, they'll be like whatever. <laughs> but it's like you settle down yeah. with someone and they're like, "Yay!" because it's supposed yeah. to be this crazy thing, but in reality, every day it's like we have who we surround ourselves mm-hmm. with. We we all have challenges. Nothing is perfect. What what about the marriage uh led you to believe this is, <laughs> isn't supposed to work?
1: Um, well, very quickly after it became very clear that we each thought each other's stances on children was going to change. Um, I didn't want any. And he wanted like a thousand of them because he's just his family is really large. And he's just kind of grown up in that culture. He where he's Puerto you, Rican? He's Mexican. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, there so, you go. Latin American. <laughs> yeah, they have big families. Yeah, big families. He's super close with his family. And he's kind of guy who's going to live in the same mm-hmm. um, part of town, work for the same company for the rest of his life. And have like 10 children and be super super happy that's just not a lifestyle that i've ever been interested in and i think we both kind of thought the other was gonna like bend at some point and then it became very clear like
0: sweep that under the rug until that presented itself it's like well whatever
1: yeah and we had had the conversation before and he originally was fine with no kids but then that changed yeah um
0: it's good to have those conversations but in the end sometimes you're not going to agree on things right and that's a yeah. big one
1: yeah and and i've told other people like there are certain non-negotiables when it comes to a relationship and i really think that in the long term children is one of those like if yeah. you want kids and your partner doesn't you, you oh, can't compromise if, like, on like you a kid
0: pull someone's strings to get it and then they're like resentful right and you it's can't
1: like, pull you can't compromise on that yeah that issue I, I could see
0: myself with kids, but I also like, I know it doesn't fit into my life where it is now. And right. I'm happy for my friends who it does fit into their life. Right. My sister's pregnant with her fourth. Their kid's running all around. She's stressed as fuck, but she mm-hmm. loves them. And it's like, I, I, I I met some people yesterday and they had, they had teen like daughters that were like, you know, 13, Mm -hmm. they were all traveling for like their their daughter's soccer tournament. So it was like three sets of families all (laughs) traveling. I was like, that's kind of cool. Like I could, I like kids at that age, but I'm not ready to commit to like the first several years and in the, all, everything that happens until they're going to school. And even then it's like. It's just a lot, and society is so not underpopulated. Right. Yeah. Like we don't really
1: need a lot more kids on this planet.
0: I I don't. I don't judge people who who do have a bunch of kids, like unless unless they really can't provide for them. Right. Right. It's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, if you you
1: can provide for a whole mess of children and you're happy and that's the life that you want, cool. Yeah. And eventually,
0: I could see myself having that kind of big family, but. You know, And I'm not getting, you know, uh, early 30s, not getting any younger, but like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like I'm, you're only as good for your kids. There's just you only have so much time to really set up who you are before mm-hmm. you can do that. And like with comedy and working at night and all these things. it's Yeah.
1: Like, it's not a lifestyle that really lends itself to like starting a family. It
0: could be if you're at a point like headlining, making right, good of money. Of course. Then it's like, OK, I work at night, but I get to play with the kids in the morning and I get to do all these things that a nine to five or wouldn't do. Right. So there are times, like with Tasha having such a random work schedule, like it could be good. We we both are able to work probably half as, like we're able to work at home. And, and, and anyway, it's, it's something that's in the realm of possibility. But yeah, I can totally see if she was like, we need to have kids now. I'd be like, whoa. Right. Like, yeah, it's definitely something. So, the breaks. so did you break up with him or was no, it mutual? No,
1: there were some other kind of things with just um me and my career goals and him not being super gung-ho about me being some big entrepreneurial person um what were you doing before i used to work in the beer industry for about six years um and i had i really wanted to move and i really wanted to kind of be a little more transient and he was just not down for that at all yeah um and so just kind of we wanted different things out of life and we kind of both came to like a a realization, very mutually, that we were like, we're not going to be able to make each other happy. One of us is going to be pissed off and miserable. So it was a very, very mutual That's decision really to end our marriage. Smart. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're still friends. Like, oh wow, we're cool. It was a very mutual decision to end our marriage.
0: Once you made that decision, were was there regrets or second guessing? Because I can only imagine so many people have have hard decisions to make, and they're just like pussyfooting around making the decision
1: it you know really once we really finally had like said okay this is what we're doing neither of us really backtracked on it because wow. we we took some time like we went to counseling we took some time to like oh good have conversations and i talked to my mom and we had some real conversations about it and when we finally like put the nail in the coffin we were like okay it's done like, how was
0: your mom's advice
1: well you know my mom She's on her fourth husband, so <laughs> she's like,
0: "Get out of it." She was again. just kind
1: of like, "Well, you know, I'll support fourth whatever husband. decision."
0: What? Yeah. How, how does that happen? Well, and don't get me wrong. My dad was married five times, <laughs> yeah, so like, like, but like, yeah. he's passed away, and I can't can't ask him. So how does right. that happen?
1: Well, she was married to my dad for like twenty years, okay, and then I I think that my mom's a gold digger. I don't know for okay. sure,
0: but maybe she just values like um, that stability. Maybe. I don't Which, know. You know, I mean, there's a you can you can look at gold diggers and think like, why? Well, okay, so like she's in love with the idea of like someone who's providing for right. them. I mean, that's totally fair, right? As long as like the, the guy being dug of his gold knows.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. See, what she she kind of like hops from husband to husband like immediately. Like it's okay. a smooth transition period. I don't think my mother's ever been single since she was a teenager.
0: Interesting. So that's a whole generation where yeah. like they, they they I don't think it value like single ladies like yeah. they don't have that Beyonce. like no. uh 'cause so you had so you so you you're going through a divorce what what is the f- what is the feeling like when cuz you, you so many friends and family project their feelings onto mm-hmm. you so like when you're getting married there's a million people like I'm so happy for you blah 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 and say so everyone's throwing their emotions at yeah. you when you get divorced what's that feeling
1: it was really really mixed bag i actually um some of my friendships ended because of it cuz i had some friends who were my girlfriends. And they were married and stuff. And I think that they are the kind of people who feel like your life should fit into a certain box with you get married and you have a family. And when I wasn't willing to stay in a marriage that I was going to be miserable in, they kind of, I don't know, cold-shouldered me a little bit and judged me a lot for um, being myself. And what I realized is a lot of these friends that I had had never actually known me as. Single Meredith, who has just being myself, my individual, and so maybe that the person that I am when I am myself, they we don't get along.
0: Yeah, they could be intimidated by the, that freedom that comes yeah, with it. Cause there absolutely. is a very like "fuck you," I'll do what I want, and it doesn't it doesn't come off like that. But it's like, yeah, I'm not. There was a there was a girl I went to college with. She. I don't want to be too specific um, because I do like her, but she was kind of like manic, uh-huh. like a very like nervous type of personality. She was in my, re- in, in a good, in, in a good set of friends. And she got in, she was engaged to the guy she went to college with, and they're getting married, you know, early 20s, 24, or whatever. And I go to the wedding, fun time, had a blast. And then um, the next summer, she was like living in the town I was living in she was having a dinner party and invited everyone but me because I was the single one. And That's my friend, so my, my other friend, who's one of my best friends, was like, Dave, you're fucking coming. And she yeah. was like, I'm, you're, go, don't be an idiot. And I was like, I'm not going, I was like, I'm not like, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't sort of like, Uh, angry about it. I was like, I'm not going, I'm not going to be the weird 11th wheel. And she was like, you should go. And so I like, I showed up. I I didn't, you know, I came halfway through and it was fine. But like, you could just tell like this girl was like, not about my like lifestyle. She, um, you know, her husband cheats on her a year later and they're, and they're divorced. Right. It's just like, you don't know what's past that surface. I'm not saying I'm better or worse than them, but like you cannot have your identity just be around you being in a relationship or you being single. We're all like humans and the best relationships I see are the ones where the husband and wife or the girlfriend, boyfriend or boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever, they can go to the parties and be like amorphous and like talk mm-hmm. to different people and and enjoy each other's company, but separate. And that's I just think, you know, like we're too we're too worried about like what what team we're on. What, right. What, what uh, you know, you know how it looks on social media. But I'm guilty of like some of my single guy friends have fallen off the face of the planet because. I don't go party with them as much. Right. And that's like, I get that they got to go do them. And if I, mean, I don't fit into that, you don't fit into it.
1: There's a balance there because there's losing your complete identity in your relationship, which is what I realized that some of these friends of mine that I don't really even talk to anymore. They, it was them and their husbands. That was who they were. It was their married life was who they were. And that's just never, I've never been the kind of person that I want that to be my life. Cause then when
0: you're alone, you're stripped down and yeah. like you've given your identity away. And then yeah. what do you have to show for it? So when your relationship ends, the dust settles, mm-hmm. were you who you thought you wanted to be or did you have to kind of refine all that?
1: Um, it was, a, I kind of already knew that there was some of that there. Um, but I really, it took me some time to kind of like, like myself. Um I had a lot of really low self-esteem after my marriage ended. Um and it took what Would me
0: you say it was the the kind of leading f- contributor to that?
1: Um well probably for the last 2 years or so of our marriage or our relationship and marriage, um my ex like didn't want to have sex with me. I would like get turned down regularly for sex. Yeah.
0: Oh, women never get turned down. Oh, I did. Oh, it's. I've, I've said this so many times, especially with Tasha. I'll be like, look, if I turned you down once. For the fifty times you turned me down, you would throw a fit. Because women don't get rejected like that right. too often. So it's got like guys, like we're we're built getting right. rejected from day one. It's just like rejection. So like getting turned down, it's like a dog. Like right. you know, it's like oh, oh. you just keep on getting turned down, you're like, oh, maybe next time. Right. you just like, oh, I'm go beat right. off in the shower. Like whatever, right. cool. Yeah. And it's like no big deal. But like how does that feel? Have you had have, have you had been rejected before? in that sort of way, um, where, like, not, your, your body and you are being rejected?
1: Not to the extent. The the difference in, you know, I've been turned down by a guy before. Like, sorry, I'm not interested. Okay. But it's so
0: much, it, you can write that off so much easier when it's, like, getting turned down at a bar or something. Right. They're really turning down your approach or they're, right. whatever their shit is. But when it's someone you love right. you built a life with, it's a lot more personal, I oh, can absolutely. imagine. absolutely.
1: And this whole situation, you know, we would, I would constantly be wanting it and like try to get him to have sex with me and then maybe once every three months he'd like throw me a bone and I would have to do all the work.
0: How... So... How uh open is that communication are you saying like i want it like let's have sex oh, tonight, yeah. or is it like a wink and a
1: oh no it was like let's have sex okay. like it was very because sometimes and guys like,
0: can like if you're busy you can right. misread the mood and your chick's walking around try- trying to look all like sometimes tasha like be like looking all sexy and i'm just like i don't know if she just came home from a casting right. or if she's trying to impress me right. or what and then if i don't ki- pick up on it she'll be like, Ugh, you don't love me. I'm like, okay, no, I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> I was just in work mode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, so why, why was he not, could you, could you kind of diagnose why he wasn't there?
1: No idea. We went to counseling and it was something he never really would open up about. Um, But for me, you know, I'm in my early thirties. I don't have the body of a 22 year old anymore. I like, it was very, got very, very into my own head about it. So whenever we finally got divorced, I like felt very, very like poorly of myself. I was very like, who's gonna love me now? And yeah, I mean that's got to be a huge fear, and like all of this stuff. But then I got on Tinder and I realized, no, I'm not ugly.
0: So, so so (laughs) you go from marriage where. Probably, if I do the math right, you probably didn't do any online dating before No, it didn't marriage. exist. It really didn't. I mean, very rudimentary because I can think of maybe I was on OkCupid seven or eight years ago, but boy, did it suck a dick. It no, was I don't even, horrible.
1: I um, I hadn't actually like dated since college because I had a boyfriend for two and a half years. I was single for like... Two months, then I started dating my ex.
0: So Tinder helped give you this, w- this renewed it sense kind of, of like, oh, dudes find me hot.
1: It did. It actually really boosted my confidence. And I'm not saying to everybody who gets out of a long-term relationship go fuck a bunch of people. Or maybe I am. But at but, least know
0: that they want to fuck but you. But at <laughs> least know that they,
1: least, just at least know you can. Yeah. Because it made me feel like, oh, okay, that issue wasn't me. I'm desirable. All right, Cool. On to the next like and issue it can be, in my brain. Yeah,
0: exactly. Solve one thing at a right. time. You've solved the fact that oh, people like me. Right. I'm okay. It's all right. You know. A lot of times I talk to people about um, self worth and mm-hmm. and I'm super I'm super honest about the things that I'm not like like I like I always tell people after a stand up set, Tasha wasn't good at telling me I had a good set. Right. And that sounds like I'm such a bitch. No, but But, you uh, need positive reaffirmation. Yeah, it's like I just was out there on stage. Everyone else is saying I'm killing it. And then you didn't say anything. Do you like me? Am I good enough? Blah, blah, blah. Why are you with me? Go, you know what I mean? Like right. it, it's, it's not like I'm a crazy person, but those are natural thoughts because the reward of doing good on stand up, the applause, the all that, when you don't get it from the one you're trying to impress, you're kind of, so I've had to talk that yeah. out with her. And in her mind, she's like, are you insane? The whole crowd loved you. I thought you got enough of that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like hard. It's very hard for her to give affirmation. And uh, I've noticed that. And now that I know that it helps me deal with it because I know like, it's not, my issue. It's not like, she just didn't come from the family where like they hug and say, you're doing great. Right. Whereas my mom, she would like be like, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not far off to want the affirmation or the attention and the love from the other person. And if you're not getting it in your relationship, it's so easy to be like, well, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously now you're on Tinder and you go, hey, I'm okay.
1: Yeah. It was, there was a very, very huge thing about like my physical appearance that I felt like so crazy. I can't about.
0: imagine the first time you like opened Tinder. I just imagine like, <laughs> like, like the sunbeam coming up. Like, oh.
1: it was, it was like a child with a sweet tooth let loose in a candy store like 14 times. <laughs> it was How would you <laughs>
0: describe? So did so you didn't lose your sexual drive. You just weren't being fulfilled with right. your husband. Exactly. At some point, and I've always wondered this, do you think in your relationship, if my husband won't fuck me, I'll go find a guy that will?
1: No. I just, I, I can't do it. Like I've never been, I've had opportunities. I, and I got close one time because it was an opportunity with somebody who I thought was hot for like a million years. And I just like couldn't go through with it. How close? I mean, we didn't like kiss or anything, but, but like, he was you, like, "Come over." You were over.
0: away from your. Mm-hmm. Oh, were you? Were you away from your?
1: Yeah, my husband at the my time. My husband was out of town, and this—I was out like with my girlfriends, and this guy that I knew, we ran into him, and he was like, "I." We had each other's number, and he was like, "You should come home with me after the bar," and like it was very like there was nothing stopping me except for my own conscience.
0: Your own morals. Yeah, yeah. and You're it just.
1: Yeah, I just, I couldn't, I can't do that to somebody. First
0: of all, it's brave for you to mention it because there's a lot of shame in like just the thought of Mm -hmm. affairs and things like that. But I think it's good to be open with yourself Mm -hmm. and be like, yeah, I'd want to fuck that guy. Like, yeah, like it's totally okay to feel those feelings because it doesn't mean, it it doesn't mean your husband or your significant significant other isn't fuckable too. It's just like, I'd fuck that guy. I've got, you can have chemistry with multiple people. Absolutely. But it's like, for me, a huge sugar addiction. If I eat those 12 cookies, I'm not going to feel like for me, the sex feels so much more than the moment after coming. Right. Every guy says that when they cheat on their girlfriend or something, it's like, oh, fuck, you just feel like more of a piece of shit. Right. Exactly. You've only done you've all that cheating just led you to one orgasm. And then the next time you want to, the next time you're in the mood, you're going to have to redo that whole process again. And it's like a never ending, like yeah. whatever your issue is, I feel like is m- bigger than that one moment of cheating. Cause it's like right. the whole once a cheater, always a cheater. It's like, what, what good does it do if I cheat on my girlfriend today? unless yeah. I'm committed to that lifestyle for the rest yeah. of the relationship. Yeah.
1: And, and that's not to say even, and I'm, I don't even think necessarily that fucking someone outside of your relationship is wrong. It's just whatever rules you've established for your particular relationship. Once you violate those rules, then that's when it's you're cheating. That's wrong. Yeah. You know, um, I know some people who are swingers and totally. a good friend of mine, he and his wife have, are swingers. They've been married for 12, maybe 13 years now. Most happily married people I've ever fucking yeah, met in my life. It's real
0: smart. If you can control that, you know, like if you can communicate yeah. well, uh, and would, you, would you, if your husband was like, Hey, like, would you bring someone else into your relationship Would that have as something to help you guys?
1: Um, I don't know. The only, my only, you know, caveat with that is I'm not into chicks. Okay. And so a lot of times that's kind of like yeah, how, had how devil, that works.
0: Devil's threesome.
1: Well, I've had a few of those. You've
0: had some devil's some. Oh yeah. This, uh, this is going swimming. <laughs> <so new. laughs> Usually it's the, oh, the 32 minute mark. That's when we get into devil's threesome stuff.
1: <laughs> Is that like what you um, do every way? I, I would
0: have a devil's threesome with a chick. And I, w- I couldn't do it now. I couldn't imagine yeah. my... De- well, like, like your girlfriend. Like my buddy, and this has never happened, but like I've got a few buddies. My buddy Darren, like mm-hmm. back in college, if we had the opportunity, absolutely. Yeah. It would have been hilarious. Yeah. It would have been a little weird. But it would have been Man. hilarious. No, Did a good do, time. Now, what's the common thread with your devil's threesome? And for those listening, we're talking about two dudes, one chick. That's <laughs> devil's threesome. If you didn't pick up on that, I know it's fucked up. Why uh, can't it be that way? It's just, that's the way it is. That's, you know. Are you, like, what's, are they? Are the guys friends? How do you?
1: Usually, think? yeah. They'll be, like, friends.
0: Who presents the opportunity?
1: Um, It varies.
0: Because you don't just find out you're in a devil's threesome. Or do you? Has that ever happened? Well,
1: so the first time that. I really had one. Um, there was a guy who I was friends with that I was sleeping with regularly back okay. in, in Austin. And um, we're just, you know, friends with benefits.
0: Just soon after your, your it was relationship? probably
1: about... Mm, uh, eight months
0: okay. after, yeah.
1: somewhere in there. You're we, freshly it was kind off of the... like, I was just like, all right, I didn't want you know to date anybody, but it was just like a friends with benefits situation. Cool. We ran into each other one night out at a bar, and I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And it was kind of like, oh, I guess we're going home with each other tonight. And one of his friends was there, not knowing that we were sleeping together. His friend was really cute, too, and started hitting on me. Sure. Trying to pick me up. And then it just my the guy that I was sleeping with uh, he kind of came up he was like bro like kind of already got dibs here and then he was like oh fuck I didn't know are you dating or whatever and we we're like no 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 no." And then it just kind of became funny and we started drinking a lot of whiskey and then we all went back to the so one was guy's there, place was
0: there a playbook to it or was it just an implied
1: it was kind of an implied was that your first deal. time that
0: time was the first time with two dudes that must be I can't put myself I can't uh, I'm too, uh, for those listening, there's, we're on a street and there's buses <laughs> going by. I don't know if they can hear what we can hear. Cause these know. mics really don't pick right. up much. So they're probably like, we'd have no idea, but we are in Santa Monica and there's like street sweepers. hitting. We're
1: us. like legitimately uh, in public. We're at, yeah. We're having a devil's
0: threesome talk as people like walk their children around. We're right next to a school. Um, I couldn't imagine, I guess, I mean, I, as a guy, like I haven't had like a threesome mm-hmm. before, but like to have two chicks, that you're going back with, I just couldn't imagine the level of joy. Yeah. And fear was, at the same time. Like It was oh, very fuck.
1: like exciting because I was like, oh, I haven't done this, but I'm very, I'm super adventurous. I'm super open. I'm kind of like, what, let me what, try whatever. What so. do you have
0: other than, because uh, it's like, I feel like it's like a waitress getting slammed no pun intended at like uh, at the dinner rush hour yeah if you have to make everyone happy you're like do you, do you need water the the uh, place are out the food's cold the kids all these things I mean you've got you've basically only got so much you can do you can do a blow job while you get banged yeah that's all I can
1: um also you know one guy going down on me while I'm blowing the other guy okay so there's a lot of swap um, like there's like, a lot like of, some swappage do
0: the guys ever like no. bump knees or something
1: no um that's because you're bound to
0: check each other's dicks that's out that's another I mean, story that's gonna story. have to happen
1: um there uh, there was another situation <laughs> with um two were, dudes where
0: guys were the guys into each other yeah that's a little um,
1: that was another I don't want to judge
0: but how did that so was that no like a actually I
1: I had a guy going down on me while getting fucked by another guy and I thought for a second they're like why is this turning me on so much yeah and so most then chicks, I learned that I was into that.
0: Most, <laughs> most chicks I think are afraid. Yeah, I don't want to speak for girls, but for no, girls I I'm into like they're like girls want to fuck around and, and they'll make out with other chicks, but if they find out a, if they found out a, found out a guy like mm-hmm. fucked another guy, they'd be like ah,
1: which like it's probably the whole whatever. AIDS thing
0: is like maybe which, they're worried
1: like okay use a condom stupid yeah. like I don't know.
0: <laughs> so that was interesting. So you found out you were into that?
1: Yeah, that was a and it's only happened once, but I was just like,
0: huh. I'm convinced, my lady. I mean, I know it's on the spectrum, but I think she's into chicks on a level. I mean, and because we, we talked about this, we were vacationing in Colombia, mm-hmm. and this chick had nice tits, and she called him out first, and she was like, really, like, oh, that girl's got nice tits, and of course, we were drinking a lot of sangria. Right. I was like, oh, like, let's talk more about that. And we were at, <laughs> uh, we saw the movie Atomic Blonde on Tuesday. Oh, really? Was it like good? Fucking great. Really? It is. I, I like. I said, I left there like. It was the most feminist, so like, action. Awesome. But I, th- not to scare people away, because it was, like, there's really sexy lesbian fucking scenes. Oh, I see. And I'm watching her watching it, and I'm like, yeah. She's you're, into it. Yeah, who isn't? I mean, women are pretty. Women are, like, I don't yeah. know. See, I mean, I've you tried. Watch,
1: y- I've tried with women. Just not at all? No. Yeah. The reason... And I, I do think that there's like a Kinsey scale of sexuality. I just fall so so far onto the like heterosexual side. Kinsey scale. Is Kinsey, that a real thing? It's like term? a yeah, it's like that's a the sexuality. Scale. Yeah. I don't even think it's the sexuality scale. So it's one just to a ten. Scale. So
0: ten being completely bi mm-hmm. okay with or everyone. Or I feel like
1: ten is probably like gay. Okay. One being straight, and then you're somewhere in the middle. Okay. I'm probably like one or two. Like I'm very I would say very that far. too. I
0: would say I'm not I think anyone who's like Fuck that. I'm completely straight. Yeah, probably wants like, to suck some dick. Like they probably. Oh, absolutely. They, I think yeah. so. Like I like to just say like, yeah. I I I have no desire to to be with a guy but i can see attractive guys right sure be like, that dude's fucking i've had dudes you know it's like la there's everyone's gorgeous i've yeah. like made eye contact with guys and been like why do i feel this way <laughs> <laughs> what is that <laughs> it doesn't mean i want to fuck him in the ass it just means like oh, right, dude you're like you're like you're really like attractive. yeah like i could feel like your eyes were, like i could yeah you know what i mean versus like if uh you know we, we were getting um bagels at this place, and this chick had a... She had, like, a buzzed head, but she was, like, Mm -hmm. Angelina Jolie, like, type of lips, like, kind Mm -hmm. of big features, and um, I could totally see her and my girlfriend, like, looking at each other, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm cut out of this (laughs) (laughs) picture. (laughs) But I'm convinced that maybe with the right level of communication, maybe, like, maybe our relationship would actually be okay with some, like, person coming in. I couldn't imagine any of her friends. Like, I couldn't imagine... Us like if we invited another girl into mm-hmm. our into our relationship, I just couldn't imagine like she like they she would have to be in charge and I would have to like wait for permission. Right? To do yeah, anything. yeah, for sure. But I think, and I, I, think I think it, I think would, it would be could better. Turn her on.
1: I think it would be better with a, like a new person, not a friend, right? Because that would be. I feel like that could get really awkward if it was like one of her friends, and then you like do stuff Which is hard breed like really like what
0: guy doesn't want to fuck like his girl's friends unless you, she has ugly friends right but if like if you're if your girl's friends are cute or right. her sister tasha's got a cute sister like i'm not trying to be a creep she's got a cute sister i'm, right. I'm in love with tasha and like genetically her sister like they're right, the same exactly. sort of people so it's like it's i don't know i just i just feel like you shouldn't be afraid of like those those yeah. feelings that you can't you can hide them but you they exist so don't like don't shame yourself too much. If like you're into something like, like what, what have you learned in, since your marriage where you've, you've had some threesomes you've been like, what have Mm. you learned about yourself?
1: Um, I learned that I'm not into women. Um, and I learned that the kind of, the reason why is they're too soft and pretty. And the reason why I'm attracted to men is like facial hair and they smell like a guy and they're bigger than me. And I'm like very much into a dominance thing. Yeah. A little bit. I'm very just much into like a guy's guy. I don't even really like um, like clean-shaven men. I'm not really into like more feminine men. Yeah. Um.
0: That's. I mean. That's.
1: You know. Yeah. You'd
0: learn what works for you.
1: Yeah. And then I also just kind of learned to like just be open to new experiences. Yeah. I mean, I've tried a lot of things.
0: What What would you say? Uh, a lot of women. A lot of women who listen to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say how many I, and by the way people listening I'm going to get to your emails we have so many so many sexactuallypodcast@gmail.com people write in and I always tell them like look I've done 250 fucking hours of this podcast spilling my soul so I want to hear strangers <laughs> telling me about right. their lives and I'm getting so many divorces people that want to get divorced people that want to mm-hmm. get married kids all these things like it's all over the map everyone's got their own story but what we're all learning is that like it's okay to feel like feelings and be weird and yeah. have like weird things. Absolutely, And a lot of people like they, it's like a secret that they can like talk, like hear someone talk about it. And it's like the only thing I've learned, you know, growing up Irish Catholic family, mm-hmm. you don't talk about that stuff. So like now we have this thirst to like share information with each other and it's not rocket science. It's just like, what do, what are people into? Everyone's into different things, but like it's, you know, don't feel like shit if you had a one night stand or something Right. like, like, was that, have you ever had that ingrained into you from like growing up where like that stuff's bad? Do you have to figure um, that out? that like, maybe it's okay.
1: I, I grew up Catholic as well. Yeah. Um, went to Catholic school, which probably explains a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> that explains
0: the devil's threesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. The is. Holy Trinity right I there. I <laughs> went to Catholic college. Oh wow. Yeah, which one? You want to Saint say? St. Edwards know. university. Where's that? It's in Austin. Oh, okay. Um, yeah,
0: Catholic girls can fuck. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, that's
1: not a lie. They
0: told us growing up, like, not you know, the priest would tell us not to masturbate. Yeah, so you masturbate, feeling all bad about it. No one stopped masturbating; they just felt bad about
1: it. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I. It just kind of wasn't something you talk about growing up. I just never really had the conversation. But I remember feeling guilty, like in college, for like hooking up with guys or whatever. And I kind were of
0: was any were your friends or anyone making you feel that way, or was it just from it was society just kind of society society
1: yeah it was really just kind of society um and that's something i've kind of come into my own is being you know a grown adult woman now i'm 32 and i'm doing my own thing it's just kind of just not give a fuck and i get uh women a lot of times message me on instagram and snapchat and stuff thanking me for making them not feel bad which about, probably makes you
0: want to give less of a fuck because yeah. like you're getting rewarded from other people right. telling you, hey, good for you, to be like, yeah, you know what? Good for me. I'm going to s- keep giving less yeah, fucks. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, you know, girls saying, like, I I really enjoy sex and I like to sleep around, but I was always, like, too afraid to admit it or, like, I would get shamed for it. But thank you for making me not feel ashamed, uh, you know, embracing my sexuality, which is exactly what, like, you shouldn't be ashamed of that.
0: Now, that's easy. So it's easy. It, it gets easier to, to talk about it. But what if you like a guy who's a little worried about your past? Because that's still not your issue, but how do you deal with that?
1: Um, I've had that conversation before, and I've kind of just come to terms with if a guy is that hung up about my sexual past, then he's probably not going to... I'm not even going to enjoy dating this guy. Yeah. You know?
0: I think it's fair to there's certain feelings I think are fair to feel if I you know I've heard a few, uh, one or two stories of, of my girlfriend or girlfriends mm-hmm. in the past of their exes it's like you know it, with we, we date within the same circles right. and you know people you yeah. are your friends with them before you date so you say things you would never say to someone you know this and that so it's like I think it's okay to uh, uh, feel a certain level of like hmm huh, like I probably didn't want to know about that yeah But like I Tasha's listening to this and I'm you know telling a blowjob story and she's like took it better than I thought she would yeah where I'm like oh because if I heard Tasha tell a story about blowing some guy I'd be like ah right right it's a it's a it's an insecurity but I I'm giving myself a pass on it because I think It's just a natural insecurity to think, am I okay? But then it's like, then you remember like, oh, uh, we're the ones having sex now. We're the ones now. Everything we learned leading up to this, like, I'm certainly not a virgin. I've certainly been around the block. Like, you know, I was single for like a very long time. So like my numbers were pretty evident of somebody who was single for a long time. I'm not having sex with two people a year. That's a way more than that because it's like, you're just like Like, going through. I'm like, oh, we're not working out. You just kind mm -hmm. of like. Have to fuck your way to figuring out what it's works. It's a numbers
1: for you. game. It's a numbers game. <laughs> you know, dating is a numbers game. How many
0: guys would you recommend? Is it good to date at the same time to see which one is the one?
1: Um, hmm. I would say kind of narrowing it down. To, you know, if you're going on a handful of dates with a few different guys, I'd say narrowing it down to like three. Yeah. You kind of like. You can you can manage dating three people at one time when it's when it's not serious and it's not exclusive. You're not lying to anybody. You're not doing anything deceiving. Sure, you're just planting seeds. I'm certainly not saying like you know cheat. I'm saying playing the field. I think three people is reasonable to manage and kind of going from there and learning who these people are and seeing which one. You know, fits best, and maybe none of them fit that physically.
0: Well, <laughs> which, which, it's a, it's which a, it's w- also, a puzzle. <laughs> you know, which one
1: fits best?
0: Uh It's I. Here's what for, I've told guys this: where I think it's good for guys to date a bunch of different girls because it puts less stock and pressure into one relationship. Yeah. So if there's a girl you really like, don't go nuts over her because chances are there's a hundred other guys absolutely. going nuts over her and she's going to be spooked out. Absolutely. And, and, and a way to not spook somebody out is to just have other options. It's just like you're going into a job interview. If you have five companies that want you, then, then you're, you're confident just like detached. Until- you're one foot out the door. Having one foot out the door is the quickest way to get both feet inside the door. Yeah, absolutely. It's so counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. With anything in life, have options, and you don't know what the good one's going to be. I had a girl back in New York that like I ended up really liking, but it was because I had so I was like running around, I was working a bunch, I was seeing different girls, I was playing on my baseball team, so like nothing mattered more than the fun life I was having right and she could not for the life of me like a couple weeks went by without us really communicating and I remember her calling me out over it, and the most beautiful part was like i didn't even realize a couple weeks went by i wasn't trying to manipulate her or play any games whatsoever i was just living my life which i had gotten to a place that was a lot of fun and she was like why am i not having fun with you you look like you're having fun
1: Mm -hmm. and that's
0: and then we were and then we kind of decided we liked each other and we started dating and that probably wouldn't have happened if i just was like this is the girl for me
1: right yeah she
0: would have been like oh hey you know because i've totally i've totally you know done that where i've thought i had a nice little fire and i just like fucking smother the shit out of it i get
1: freaked out if if a guy you know go on a date with a guy and then if he wants to hang out all the time right right off the bat i'm kind of like all right well pump the brakes here yeah
0: because we've all been we've all gotten stuck and cornered with somebody that's like not giving you space
1: right i i uh was talking to a guy from bumble Um, maybe a few weeks ago. And he asked me out. We were going to get drinks. And I was like, oh, well, I can't today. Um, This was on a Saturday. And I was like, how about Monday? Happy hour. Sure. That sounds great. So we're just kind of texting back and forth. And he's like, so what are you up to tonight? And I was like, oh, I'm getting ready for dinner plans. And he said, oh, hot date, which I think he was saying as a joke. And I was like, ha ha. Well, I don't know about hot, but it is a date. And he got all but hurt and Ugh. was like I don't want sloppy seconds and I was like do you think that every woman in LA has never gone out with anyone else? He shouldn't else? have
0: asked the question in the first yeah. place.
1: Yeah don't ask a question you don't want the answer and don't to. Don't expect
0: to be farther along than you are like yeah. you can't jump we bases. We hadn't
1: even met yet. Yeah. And I was like. So
0: did you said end up meeting her now?
1: I I wound up meeting him just to like I was like all right because he apologized profusely. Yeah that
0: I'll, I'll call that a pink flag. That's like yeah. a, sm- a small red flag.
1: But then after throughout like when we were having drinks and stuff I kind of noticed it a little bit. He's just like a generally kind of jealous person and I was just like, mm, you're not going to enjoy any <laughs> part of dating me. You so, know, jealousy,
0: bye. Bye. jealousy <laughs> comes from such a good place. It comes from a place where like it's a simple like childhood feeling of like, but I like you and I don't want you to go away. Right. But the act of jealousy, it's why it's a seven deadly sins. Right, exactly. It's, it's a dark, we've all been jealous over things. Nothing ever good comes Nothing. from it. Nothing it's at just, all. Yeah. It's
1: and the, the fact that he was already like territorial when we hadn't even gone on a date, expecting me to not be seeing other people. I was like, bro, I'm going to be dating other people until you're literally calling me your girlfriend. Yeah. Like,
0: make me not date other yeah, people exactly. by being give the fucking me, guy. Give me an
1: incentive not to date other people. Yeah. And you're not doing that. I right feel like now.
0: naturally rela- relationships progress so much more naturally than people give them credit to. Absolutely. It's like if you cannot push you, it, don't yeah, force it. it. It's like imagine, you know, you go on a good date with a girl Friday, Saturday night, whatever. Is Sunday rolls around, it's the fall, pumpkin spice lattes, you want to go watch football. If you want to be with that girl, then now she's your girl that you hang out with on Sundays. And right. it slowly becomes more of your life. And it becomes something that's like, oh, we enjoy our company versus, unfortunately, people just, I don't know if they're too close you know, I, I feel like it's we take past relationships, whatever jealousy sprung up from past relationships getting cheated on or even our parents abandoned whatever these stupid trivial things are, we bring that luggage with us mm-hmm. and it never, ever helps a relationship. Right. No, never. What did you do to shed a, a lot baggage from your marriage and things like that going into da- in the dating world. Um, or did you find out that like you still had a lot of that?
1: I kind of I started to find out that I still had a lot of that, and I I've worked through a lot of my own kind of shit. Um, I went to counseling, which I don't think there's any shame in that at all. When not at all. I Went to therapy because I was like, I know I got some shit to work on. Yeah, what did you learn? Um, and I learned to kind of not, um. Place everything and make not to take everything on as my fault all the time because everything was always my fault. Are you fault. a control
0: freak? Oh, for sure. So, so you think that everything's right. just naturally like I can control it all, right? Bad things happen to me, I made it that way,
1: right? And that was something that I learned that sometimes shit happens and it's not my fucking fault. And, and I can't how do not do anything you, about it?
0: How do you, how are you okay with that? How do you address that when something bad happens?
1: Um, it's you know, kind of still a learning process, but I. I'm able to kind of stop and kind of do a little mental checklist of like, what happened? How did this happen? Was there anything that I could have done differently? No. Okay. Well then it's out of my hands.
0: So um, it's, it's like the serenity prayer. Yeah. So totally. you're basically saying, um, I mean, how does that, the prayer grow? It's you're saying, except, of good Catholic ex- kids accept the, the things. Can't a a, kind of a, what, <laughs> <laughs> what a Catholic. <laughs> Horrible. Accept <laughs> the things I cannot change, change the things I can, and have the wisdom to know the difference.
1: Something like Something
0: that. Something like that. <laughs> I, I know it because I've, along I've had lines. bad breakups. My my mom's like, you just got to recite the kind prayer. Of is. it's it is. It's a beautiful mantra that says, like, acknowledge it, go through it did i fuck is there something i could have done to change this yes or no okay now i Mm -hmm. need to just accept that's what it is and move on with my life yeah and that's so important in relationships because sometimes you like i've been in relationships where like i took the girl on a picnic i was a rock star i waited the second third date before we i I did all the things i was supposed to do and then she still ghosts on me the fuck did i do wrong what what was i not good enough was it this was it that and then you just gotta go man maybe she's got shit Maybe That's, it's not meant to be.
1: That has been a huge thing for a huge learning thing for me with guys like ghosting. I'm thinking like we had an amazing time, like the sex was good. We hung out a few times, like everything was. When great. the sex is
0: good, it's hard to wonder why someone would ghost.
1: Yeah, and then like they kind of like disappear, or we don't go out again, or something. And it's really taken a lot of, a lot, of personal kind of strength to not pry into it. The guy doesn't even go out with me again. He doesn't want to fucking go out with me again. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, I I have started to stop worrying about the That's a tough one.
0: That's very tough for our generation. Yeah. So we're both 32. We're older millennials. You know what I mean? Like we're we're like, we grew up with the social media world, but not what it is today. Right, right. So like we grew up like wondering like, you know, where you can judge each other based on, you know, things that they post online and you you try to connect the dots. And Mm -hmm. whenever you try to connect the dots with shit people post online It's always like not you're not going to do yourself service because everyone looks like they're having the time of their life. Like their shit doesn't stink. I get it. We all have that. I just deleted Facebook off my phone this week. I still can go on it to like I'll check notifications and things. Mm -hmm. But 90% of my notifications on Facebook are such bullshit. Things they're not real. It's not people yeah. commenting. It's just no, mine bullshit are like someone's statuses, birthday. birthday. Or like exactly. So now that there's Facebook Messenger, I can communicate with people. So I deleted the app because now what what I was doing is doing too much mindless scrolling. Mm-hmm. I mean, at five thousand people on there, and you're only seeing everyone's highlights, and you're yeah. not, and you're literally the only time you're Facebook scrolling is when you're not doing something that's exciting. Right. So you're comparing your dull moment to somebody's best part of their week absolutely it's just not it's just and, and with ghosting how do i relate the back to ghosting it's like you're just like if you know the sex was good i, I I've, I've had this with several relationships that failed where i'm like the fucking sex was great what wouldn't they want we 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 have fun right. together this and that and then you have to go oh it's just uh, it's just not just don't you've asked as many questions as you can ask. Yeah, it's You kind have of to literally like, just enjoy, go back to enjoying your life yeah. and see if they come back. And if they do maybe be guarded about it. If, yeah. if they've already like spend that kind of ghost flakiness, but for the most part, ghosts don't, they don't come back. No, they're they're no. just, they're ghosts.
1: So many people die. They so die. So many people die. They're haunting
0: <laughs> the fucking alley and you have to just <laughs> move forward. I mean, yeah. what, How? Like, how do you know? We got to get out of here in a second. How do you know when, you're being when you're about to be ghosted on? Can you tell when you're like, oh, this is not going in the, um, in, the, in the right direction? Or is it or is it just like that ghost?
1: I think that when you have a conversation, you know, after a date or something, you're like, yeah, I would love to see you again sometime. Yeah, me too. Let me know when you're free. And that's it. They're never going to let you when know they're when they're free. they're just like not because taking the initiative. Right. When when you don't like make a plan or you don't like let uh let me know this weekend or you don't kind of make some kind of definitive yeah then you know if this is on a monday homeboy's probably gone on two dates between now and the weekend he's already forgot about me you know yeah. what i mean it's like you kind of have to be be a little more definitive about your timeline
0: what's crazy is that a lot of girls tell me that they ghost on guys because it's the nice thing it's nicer i think than it's rude them. as fuck Right. I mean, it's
1: so rude. I don't go. It might people. feel
0: it might feel rude to have someone texting me like, "Sorry, you're super nice, but I'm not into it." No, that sounds bad, but that's band-aids no. being ripped off.
1: Absolutely, I would so much rather a guy be say, "Hey, I had a good time, but I don't really see this going anywhere," or "Hey, I had a." Even if he's lying and just saying like, yeah. "Oh, I met somebody else," even if whatever. I'm guilty just...
0: of not doing that, <laughs> I'm guilty of like not. But but in most of my casual relationships, it was casual enough that that wasn't even like that they just knew right right, right, right. No, if
1: there's if it's very obvious yeah. then all right
0: but i've had times where the girls not answering, I'm like you it's been a couple of weeks like uh i'm yeah. gonna need you to answer me i yeah. literally keep messaging them not like a, not like a psycho but just mm-hmm. being like hey i mean come on and then to the point yeah. where the girl was like all right let's let's meet up and like i, I had a girl like you know explain to me what was yeah. it's like, I mean, you're not looking for a giant exit interview. Just like, can we, can we talk about what's going on? Because yeah. in some rare cases you can revive that and help them. But in most cases it's like, dude, they're just not into you.
1: Yeah. For example, I um, had gone out on a handful of dates with this guy and we were supposed to have plans one day last week. And I kind of just like went MIA for a day, but I was just having a lot of anxiety and kind of just needed to, detach myself from the world for like a day or so and so then like the next day i was like shit dude i'm sorry like i totally bailed on you didn't text you totally went MIA. this is what was going on that's that happens that happens you know and
0: you called it out so yeah. there's no like wondering it's yeah. like yeah and i was like Sometimes hey I just
1: sorry i'd sorry if i can and then did you go on a date again or what uh we're supposed to have another date coming up so you Soon. should
0: start, if you package your dates together as devil threesomes, you could just you know, date more, meet more, really play the numbers. Could.
1: I could. You know what? I'm going to put that out <laughs> there. I'm going to put that in my Tinder bio.
0: You should write. So so what's <laughs> going on? You got a book coming out or something?
1: Yeah. Um, I we got to get out. We're
0: almost at an hour. So tell me about that.
1: I have a, um, an agent in New York. We um, kind of took my blog that I'm writing and we are working on my proposal right now to pitch a book about um, my just kind of sex and dating experiences, being a woman in my 30s, being sexually liberated. Um taking away a lot of the double standards between men and women and sex, um, and kind of just embracing this new person. Not a, not
0: an, there's not enough of that out there for people. I <laughs> mean, people need to... I mean, can girls in their 20s figure this out? But, do they have to figure it out on their own? Like, could, could someone have told you in your 20s all these things that were going to happen, or did you have to walk the walk?
1: I kind of had to walk the walk. I kind of had to figure it out for myself. Um, but... I'm really enjoying the creative process and kind of learning more about myself. And I'm taking my blog is a lot of actual stories, things that have happened to me. Um, The blog stories, each entry is the name of a guy. Great. Um, So, and actually one of them uh, had, was specific enough that a couple of girls that have gone out with him messaged me because they... Could commiserate?
0: There you go. Um, oh, I want to know who this yeah, guy is now. Yeah, his name's Do Andrew.
1: His name's Andrew. No, he Andrew. doesn't live here. He lives in Boston. Oh, Boston um,
0: guy. <laughs> I used to live there. But, I, might uh, know it. I might know an Andrew. <laughs> I know an Andrew um, Springer, and I know an Andrew. Um, uh, oh, that would be great if I called the guy's name. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> be With so the little dick, the Italian guy. Yeah, I know <laughs> oh, him. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, I know. Um, so for people to find you, is Instagram the best place? Yeah, in Instagram
1: touch. is the underscore Meredith. Um, I'm also the Meredith on Snapchat. Meredith on Twitter. And then my blog is called meredithactually.com.
0: Meredith, actually, this is Sex Actually. Look at that. Meredith actually on Sex Actually. We're right at an hour, so we got to get out of here, but thanks so much for being on the podcast. I feel like we got to have you back and um, yeah, I, I know we didn't get sure. to probably half of what we could have talked to about, but that's what it's all about. Leave people wanting more. Um, so anyway, thanks so much for being on. Everyone yeah, who's you. listening, go check out Meredith. Uh, tell her you listened to her on the Sex Actually podcast. We'll post a photo to the Sex Actually page. So go to Sex Actually, wait, what's the Instagram? Sex Actually pod is the Instagram. So go there and um, check out. We'll post a photo of us and, um, and uh, any questions or comments people want to leave go to sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com I got a great one from a guy who drives a truck for Pepsi and he said he's been listening to all of the episodes and he, I'm like dude that's so here's what I love about this podcast if you like this and you're new go back to the beginning Like, what the fuck? Just go. There's literally (laughs) 245 whatever fucking hours of this. So, like, we appreciate everyone who's been on board. And um, anyway, Meredith, until next time, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was Sex Actually.